Record, and we should be there. Okay. And we're there, and we're there, and I'm over there. I'm coming here in just... What's up, Internet? This is Chris from the Wide Angle Vault. What? 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 And I'm your co-host, Chris Warko, bitch. (laughs) And this is Destin. (laughs) And we got Ian from... uh, Title unknown, and he's about to explain to us Elm Street Five, Nightmare on Elm Street Five, The Dream Child. Ian, tell me about Nightmare on Elm Street Five, The Dream Child. Now, I haven't personally seen this movie, but I know what it's about. <laughs> so, Nightmare on Elm Street Five, Dream Child. It's about this like little kid. His name is like Daniel Trunk, and he's the dream child, and he comes from a very wealthy family. So he's like, you know, six years old, but he gets in this real estate business. And what happens is this crooked realtor uh, who has all these keys on on his fingers ends up, uh, he ends up selling him this house that becomes a nightmare. And its address is five Elm Street. I'm pretty sure that, and it's just, the house is just a nightmare. Nothing is up to code. You know, blind people aren't even allowed to feel around the house. It's a real, it's it's sort of a political satire in many ways. <laughs> so, so that's, so what happens throughout the movie? Oh, dude, it's just oh, one thing after another. The plumbing doesn't work. Um, there, you know, this, this little kid, this dream child, he uh, hires all these construction workers and they go there and they start doing the work and then like halfway through... You know, the dream child just doesn't pay him. So uh, what ends up happening is a bunch of half-assed shit gets done in this expensive house. And it's just a nightmare on Elm Street. Five Elm Street, to be specific. So it's like the money pit, but sort of a horror. Yes. Yes, it is just like the money pit. Exactly. uh, Anybody die? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, few people do die. Um, mostly it's just out of, you know, bad, you know, nothing's up to code. The stairs are all screwed up. They're all, like, crooked and going the wrong way. People trip and fall. You know, he doesn't have the proper insurance to pay out these people, so they don't get the help they need. It's just, it's just one big nightmare on us. What, what is, what is the guy with key fingers? Like, does yeah. he, is he just like? He's just the evil realtor that just like lures the dream child into buying this home. The so the child home. buys the home. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. He's the, he's the dream child. He's this, he's this very, he's just born into money. I think his name is Daniel Trunk or something like that. <laughs> so, you know. Okay. Yeah. He's oddly orange. He kind of glows. It's it's part of his. It's part of the dream theme. It's horrific. And that has been Ian Splain's Nightmare on Elm Street Five: The Dream Child. Going to be huge on the Wide Angle Vault podcast. You can tune into Ian's podcast, Title Unknown, on the Bonus Hours dot com, as well as this podcast on the Bonus Hours dot com. Thank you. And it's only half as ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Only half. (laughs) The inner inner Ian is silent as I can. And told me to. They said, this house is huge. (laughs) It was. It seemed like a dream house, but it was actually a nightmare on Elm Street. (laughs) Five.
Oh, to be precise. Street. Yeah. But the th- oh, sad thing is, it's like seeing the movie, I'm picturing that kid in the movie in the tree. He's, like, he's setting up all this like construction work and then not paying them. What are you doing? Yeah. I'm coming out of you, mom, and then I'm coming to find you. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Glorious. It was a great Anybody thing. Yes. Yeah, Colin is a good okay. talker. I mean, I was just going to kind of let us mumble, mumble. Yeah. Mumble, mumble for a little bit. Cause it's so, all about that. we all forced ourselves to watch uh, Nightmare. No, like, we're, we got to start the show. Oh, well, we already did the... No, we did not start the show. We did a thing with Ian that was okay. completely separate right. from the show. We had the conversation on the porch. Good <laughs> intro. This is a great intro. Yeah, it's good. It'll go well, actually, at the beginning, I think. I don't know about all that. <laughs> okay you gotta do the rigmarole you gotta do you gotta let them know where they're here you gotta let them know who you are i don't know who i am right now well <laughs> we kind of already did all that and all we did was just add in ian's little bit so we already had the whole intro done oh no that's but, the promo okay yeah that was a pro like basically like a promo this is my KK. Welcome to the Wide Angle Vault podcast where uh, aging millennials physically catalog the movies What Made Us. I am one of your hosts, Chris Myers. I don't have a Freddy quote. <laughs> Chris Warrico. I thought he was going to say Chris Warrico, bitch. Did. I wasted it all on the first one. And Destin. And Destin. And Destin here. I'm like, let's I'm, I'm going to get killed by a dream child. <laughs> and we're here to talk uh, about the most memorable uh, of the Nightmare on Elm Street movie. I guess you could say it's most memorable. <laughs> yeah. I will never forget it. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait for my brain to be like, you know what I need? More space? What can we get rid of? Let's see. What can we get rid of? What and what Dream Child? <laughs> no, no, fuck that shit. Get it out of here. What we can get rid of is uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, <laughs> Dream Child. As Chris had said, it's, um, yeah. Let's, it's, it's special. Destined. It's special. It's well, a special it, little guy. It, it's definitely special. Um, first thing I want to say is when I looked this up before we started watching it, I noticed that it was labeled as a comedic horror on Wikipedia. Now I know it's Wikipedia. How do you mean like it's labeled as a comedy slash horror or it's uh, a comedic horror? Because those are two very different terms. Yeah, no, it's, it's it says comedic horror. Man. I, I, I guess, but literally the two preceding movies, uh, three and four, which were uh, prequels to this one, which... We'll get into why we didn't watch those in a little different time. And this in 1989, I guess this was comedic horror. But like I said, once again, this is Wikipedia. We take it with a grain of salt. But uh, is 19, like I said, it was 1989. Yeah. The fifth installment of the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, series. Um, it was an interesting one. I think this was uh, we came. Well, reason I, reason I say it's special is. Our, our, our moments you'll you'll know in a little while, but more specifically, this turned out to be in 1989. Surprisingly, you guys, number eight 
in like box office its opening weekend, making only a million dollars less than The Abyss. What? Yeah. <laughs> in its first weekend. This movie made less than The Abyss. In its first weekend. Only a million dollars less. Mm-hmm. It opened at number eight at the box office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. What was number one that? Well, that <laughs> uh, I, I can tell you. I can tell you because uh, this, like I can't imagine. I mean, I guess I can imagine the only reason that this that people did go and see this movie in in that sort of numbers eighty nine. Batman. Uh, okay, so yeah, it, um, it only made a million dollars less than The Abyss, which was uh, either one or two with Parenthood. Uh, Steve Martin. Steve Martin movie. So okay. uh, it was number eight behind those two, but it still only made a million less than The Abyss. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I can imagine it because it is the third in a trilogy. Yeah, and fifth in a series, for and sure. And fifth in a series. Yeah. But, like, so it made over $22 million domestic box office. For at that time, when the budget was $6 million, it definitely made its money back. They made this movie on six million dollars. They made this movie on six million dollars. Oh, it shows. <laughs> uh, yeah, it shows for sure. Um, Every single bit of that shows very well. Oh yes, very yes, 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 very well. Um, oh, it this was, it was. Uh, it's it was rough. a journey. It's a journey. Uh, I. I there's not much more. You got any? You got any like facts, tidbits, history on for us? Yeah, actually, I do. Okay, so this is one of the few, the last movies that uh, the 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 kids from I can't remember the name of the town. It's not important, but throughout the story, all all it takes place in the same town. Well, these are the last kids from that town to be killed in the story. Isn't it like North Springwood or something like that. It's like Springbrook or something yeah. like that. Um, and the director, he went on to do such. Uh, things as a uh, predator 2 Terrible. which which <laughs> which we will have a later series on that no nope, uh, i'll tell you right now <laughs> This is me from the future. It's the worst. It's the it was the fucking terrible. It's the second best. It's the second best of what? Of out of all the predator movies. Of the Peter Rabbit film that came out just a couple months ago? All no. of them. All of them. All the predator it's movies. Best. It's the second best. I mean, I don't know. No, no, no. If Predator One is the best and Predator Two is the second best, it's like a way, way, <laughs> way, way far second best. It's not the second best. You got to give it to Robert Rodriguez. Predators. Predator. Like, pre- Predators. Is that the one where it was like that's where they all were all kidnapped and sent planet? off planet? That's the one with Adrian Brody. I didn't like that one. I'm sorry. I didn't and, like that uh, one. And but, Gracie's. but regardless, he is directed he Predator Two. Stephen Hopkins is his name. Stephen Hopkins. Stephen this? Hopkins. He went on to do uh, The Ghost in the Darkness with uh, Val Kilmer. Uh, Lost in Space, 1998. <laughs> with, uh, with a P, the, yeah, not a W. I was like, he's dead, and he was in a chair. He made movies. Awesome. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's Hawkins. I know Hopkins. That's why I said. Gotcha. And uh, he did Blown Away, Judgment Night with like. Emilio like Estevez you know back in the are. day. I don't know what any of these are. Know. Oh, they're they're they're. Uh, the, you you almost said in the dark. Great. Okay, huh? Ghost in the Darkness is good. It's about the lions. Is that the one? That one I have. That seen. one. That one's good. Lost yeah, in Val Space. Kilmer, uh, Michael Douglas was a horrible, horrible movie. That was with uh, God. I can't remember. Who Joey Chabert. Oh, it was. Yes, Chabert, he was in. Chabert. 
but the dad, the dad has been in. He's uh, not William Hurt. No, William Hill. William William Duff. I just watched a movie. He's in Mister Brooks. Okay. He's Mister Brooks' suicide, like the not suicide. <laughs> dark the, the dark, dark. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. But, these all have in common. They're all horror movies. Uh, no, they're all directed by Stephen Hopkins. <laughs> yes. Um, but this was one of his early. Sit in a chair, but it was a director's chair. Yeah, it was a director's chair, yeah. not a, uh, a electrolarynx chair. I guess was that what the word? No, he had a computer to speak for him. Hawkins, not Hopkins. <laughs> I love math. So this movie was directed by Stephen Hopkins. Is that what we're yes, getting yes, to? Yes. And he directed other movies yes. as The Ghost in the Darkness, a good movie about lions eating uh, Val Kilmer, and, and a uh, and uh, other movies such as uh, Lost in Space, where Matthew LeBlanc from Friends is lost in space. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So correct. This movie lands. Direct in the middle of those two movies. <laughs> correct, correct. I guess you'd say yes, 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 yes. Is he related to Anthony? <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. Highly doubt he's really related I, I, to Sir like Anthony. His <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's how like movie families work, though. It is. Sort of, yeah. yeah, yeah so it is, uh... look at but Hank's kid or his clone, whichever you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah. Colin Hanks is like a very spitting, like a big, like he could, if they remade big and just made Colin, Colin Hanks big. Oh, okay. So I could see that happening. That would be great, actually, I have to say. But anyway, back on topic, because is that that's the, a different story. Is that the end of your, uh, that's, there's, there's three facts okay, so kind of opener. The, the the one we watched was actually not the director's cut. Mm-hmm. The director's cut was actually just released on VHS and Laserdisc, apparently, because I can't find one on Blu-ray. Um, but there were some extended scenes um, that were basically just they extended the kill scenes. Yeah, yeah, the death so, scenes were a little bit more. Some of them were a little bit more, more, a <laughs> that, lot I more. Think, I think that's uh, that's yeah, how you. They're yeah. more. Yeah, but that's. I mean, that's really. There's. It's the fifth one in the series, and it's from coming from a time where sequels were very rampant. It's a typical sequel to something from that time period. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's about. Yeah, that's true, and that is a good place for a marker to lead us into a segment we like to call "In a World." So this movie. This movie was fucking terrible. <laughs> Let me just start that off. This movie, I I watched it one and a half times, and it wasn't even worth finishing the second time. It was just like, I couldn't figure out if I was awake or if it was the chick was in the dream. I mean, here we got, we got a movie about a baby who is able to... Send you into the dream world, which I never watched. Dream Master, which I think is the one directly before this. Mm, yeah, I've yeah. only watched Dream Warriors, which was three, three, right? Where they all learned how to take control of their dreams and actually fight in their dreams, fight Freddy in their dreams. Yeah, he's the there was the wizard guy and the, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We are Dream Warriors. Yeah, no, it was yeah. great, awesome soundtrack. And then there was this. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess the Freddy baby was weird and cool, maybe. 
It, no, I mean not really. that that was but a thing that the, happened. The, the whole thing about this movie, in my opinion, was I, I I could not tell where the dream started and where it ended. If the entire movie was caught in a dream, it we all questioned that afterwards. I think we we mm-hmm. literally said we're like so well, yeah uh-huh. a, a movie about Freddie who they didn't really have the budget to do a real Freddie movie. His face looked like shit. Uh, who inhabits a baby who makes this other chick walk in lucid dreams and then they gotta kill save the baby (laughs) kill save the baby and and then it was, movie was confusing. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was just confusing. confusing. It was. I, it was not. There was not cohesive. It didn't run together. It was very confusing. Whoever we know who directed it, whoever wrote this movie, I don't. I was like, they are. They don't even need to be mentioned because they were I, just I like like. It, I, don't I know. mean, this movie seems like it was written by committee at a certain point. Yeah, there was this may have been something to keep licensing. Yeah. There was actually there was actually a quote I saw from uh, Stephen Hopkins. That would be the director who yeah. directed such things as Ghost in the Darkness. It and, really uh, made me want to watch the first two mm-hmm. to see if if it becomes a better movie. Is there a reason that it made only a million dollars under the of what the Abyss made? Because it could have been a much better and more understood movie had I watched. Dream Warriors, Dream Master, Dream Child. You know, it's there was supposed to be. That's like trying to watch Return of the Jedi, and not having any idea what's going on with the other two movies, with nobody explaining anything to you. Okay, we all grew up on Star Wars. I'm sure somebody at some point in time, an uncle ruined. You know, no, I am your father, and you're like, oh, well, I know Darth Vader. But legit, I'd never seen this movie. I've never even seen Dream Master, so. Yeah, well, maybe it makes more sense. Uh, in I, a there is a quote that might help us out with that, and mm-hmm. it, it Steve Hopkins says it was a rush schedule without be, without a reasonable budget. And after I finished it, New Line and the MPAA came in and cut the guts out of it completely. What started out as an okay film with a few good bits turned into total into a total embarrassment. I can't even watch it anymore. Huh. So I mean, we can't blame Stephen Hopkins on this one. If I we can think. do whatever I want. I mean, you can. Well, yeah, yeah, obviously you can. And I think I will still just because I need to put a name to it. It's all your fault. It's all your and, fault. Uh, that'll be Marker. That'll end segment we call In a World and bring us into uh, first viewing. And, I mean, yeah, uh, Chris kind of sums it up. Upon first viewing, this movie is confusing, um, strange, uh, probably the worst sequel I've ever seen. Just in general, I mean, I, I I I don't like a lot of horror movies, um, but I've always kind of enjoyed the slasher genre because it always starts really great. You know, good slasher always starts really good, scary. Uh, you know, Mrs. Voorhees, Michael Myers, uh, Freddy starts out as a genuinely genuinely imposing figure, and by the fifth one. Uh, things go way off the rails, and I think this is so indicative of that. Yeah, I agree. It was it was because I remember Dream 
uh, Dream Warriors, and I enjoyed the hell out of Dream Warriors. Mm-hmm. I don't remember Dream Master, so we I think we probably all will uh, will uh, watch it eventually afterwards just to see. But if it, I wonder if it just got progressively worse through the through the series, I'm I'm kind of interested to find out. Uh, I mean, it, it it seems like it has. I mean, I haven't. Well, I've never seen Dream Master or Dream Warriors. I've seen Elm Street One and Elm Street Two. Okay, yeah. Um, well. so you know, I I don't have much to compare it to. I don't know much about the arc. Apparently, the third one is the best of all the Elm Streets. Oh yeah, uh, I, it's so my favorite. For I need sure. to perhaps sit down and watch that one. Uh, probably next, maybe next Halloween we'll do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we can do a special episode on that one. But we've got time. Is as what we're trying to see. As far as just like my first impressions of this movie, I didn't really even know what to think. Because there are parts that are genuinely funny, but I don't know if they were parts that were genuinely meant to be funny. Uh, you know, like, it, it's that feeling of, I don't think any jokes were written into this movie. The movie itself is it's just funny. It's a yeah. joke. It's a joke of a movie. Uh, and I, I think that, that that quote that we just read from Hopkins, that you just read from Hopkins, it kind of shows that, that it's... Can you it guys- wasn't... Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. It wasn't meant to be a comedy horror. It's right. a comedic horror movie. Uh, I, I thought it looked very, and I know this is, you know, even for the times, because they've made amazing things. I thought it looked cheap. Oh, it did. Oh, like, yeah. Everything about it looked cheap. And they even mentioned, down to his mask, like they, he, whatever, tried to make it look more aged or something. It just looked bad. The first thing we said is, what's wrong with his face? I, I, I have to wonder where that $6 million actually went. The stained glass window in the floor. <laughs> oh, that save point? That save point at, at the very end? Glorious. That was the money. And maybe the aha take on me death sequence. Oh yeah, that was a cool death sequence. Oh, the, oh, maybe it was it was spent on the death sequences. To be honest with you, because the death sequences were interesting. Interesting. Which one? Uh, all of them. All of them were interesting. Like, I mean the uh, the the second the the second one where the girl gets stuffed to death uh, was grotesque and stupid. But you know uh, the one where the the comic book writer stoner kid gets turned into a comic book like that was an interesting it was death. cool but i didn't like where they the thing that i didn't like i guess is at the end where they were all recycled and they he shot out <laughs> like the thing but they were uh, still in the appearance of the way they died yeah so like, like so she like, was still all yeah. stuffed and yeah <laughs> that was a horrible sound too that that scene <laughs> yeah that he scene was, was still in horrible. his comic book yeah and, you know i'm like I mean, I see what you're trying to do. Well, I'm, 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 I think, I think the actual, because what the what happened were the deleted scenes were mostly from those kill scenes. Mm-hmm. So I know, like Greta, the stuffed girl. At one time, he cuts the doll open and she gets gutted, and he starts feeding herself to her. Wow. And then, like the the comic book one, um, the MPA cut. Well, then the deleted scene, I should say. Um, that like he gets decapitated in the in the in the cartoon form, mm-hmm. like it showed more of him getting cut up, and then of course like they cut something stupid in the motorcycle scene where the you see the thing the the motorcycle parts going into his hand, but mm-hmm. then they like start oh, yeah, going yeah, yeah. into that. That yeah. was good. That was that was the best death like, scene. That, yeah. was, that was probably the best scene. Oh, it was the best death. Where he got scene. on and 
of course, when she's like getting off work and about to go meet him, and then the truck's like, <laughs> and he gets. <laughs> He's all dead. I still didn't know if that was a dream or yeah, not. Again, I had no fucking no dream. idea. The whole movie was like, yeah, it was since the the little girls on the sidewalk jump roping. The whole movie might as well have been a dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's pretty much my first impression is I don't know what was going on. I don't know what I was supposed to take from the movie. I don't know what parts were the dream or not because the rules of Freddy are he can only kill you when you're sleeping and people are awake and people are like walking into dreams while they're awake and people are walking into other dreams. It was real, like it made no sense. The entirety of the of the movie made zero sense to me, uh, and I think that'll be marker, and we'll go into uh, Destin, our, our lead actor. We'll go into why, 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 <laughs> why, why, why did we, why did we pick this? Um, I actually kind of touched on it a little bit. I mean, I that time frame we were getting into a lot of. We were in the era of sequels that was starting. I mean, we had. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, which is obviously at five at this point. We had Halloween. We had um, and what you call it? I just went completely blank. Nightmare oh my god! Street, Friday. Friday, Friday the thirteenth. Oh Halloween, my god! Leprechaun, I'm a failure, guys. Pumpkin King. Pumpkin King. Oh, Pumpkinhead. Candyman. Yeah. So I mean, there were sequels. You know, I mean, it just goes on and on. Right. And and so when we look at it, we get into what we get is basically a number five or a number four or a number three out of, out of these series is we never really got one or two or, well, maybe I got two, but I was a little older, but mm-hmm. these, these, this just, I think defines what a sequel was like at that point. So why not pick it? Yeah, and, and and put it in there. I mean, yeah. Now, when you say defines what a sequel was, you mean defines uh, the horror genres, everything past two schlock. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, which yeah. is a lot of what we were getting during our time. You know, when I was born. Friday the 13th had been around forever. You know, like, it, it, it had existed since the beginning of time, which, as far as I know, was 1976. Uh, See, my hit was uh, Child's Play 3. Child's Play was another one that had a lot. And it yeah. was specifically Child's Play 3 because that's when they did the... Is 3 the one that came out, like, when we were kids? Like, that yes, one came out, like, like 90, in the 90... Yeah. 95, something like that? 93? Yeah. 93. Yeah. And I, uh... My babysitter at the time, you know, they pulled one of those babysitter boyfriend, mm-hmm. invited him over, and they're like, can you watch this? Will it give you nightmares? And I'm like, yeah, I can watch it. It's fine. Still to this day. Like, Can't if I, no. If I, no, I love the movies. Yeah. But if I'm thinking about what really scared me as a kid, I will always go back to when I used to have bunk beds, and I had a dream where Chucky pulled me under the bunk bed. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, you wake up when he's about to kill you. And I woke up under my fucking bunk bed. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah. And <laughs> so, you know, that forever, it just creeps me out. That was my... I used to watch uh, Friday the 13th up all night, the yeah. USA yeah. stream. But those were something that I would do with, uh, you know, my stepdad. Like, we just... That's just something we did. We, we enjoyed those movies. It never scared me. Yeah. But that Child's Play definitely got the... Right, the kid and fear I think, factor in me. And I this think this one the, did not elicit no, no, any kind of fear no. But whatsoever. at the same time, like Freddie was this icon, mm-hmm. you know, as a child of mine. I was like, 
bitch. What? Yeah, exactly. Like, what is going to scare me? And when I would see in a, a movie theater, I'm not a movie theater, uh, a video store, I would see Friday the 13th. I'd see all these horror movies. And Freddy always frightened me. Mm-hmm. And, like, I could deal with Michael Myers. He's got a white mask. I could deal with Jason. The one I remember, he didn't have the potato sack. He had the mask. Yeah. So I'm okay with those. But his... Like scarring, scarred face struck fear in a lot of kids, and I think, I mean, scarred face, knife fingers. He like he had the in whole, your dreams, in your he, dreams, yeah. he had the whole kind of spooky had, spook package. Yeah. Keys for fingers, he had I, keys <laughs> for fingers. But I, I think the whole it, it does it, it is about what you're saying. It, it is the most. It is the it, it is the typical uh, late series horror sequel. Right, right, it, right. It, 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 it is everything. That scream would later uh, uh, try to replicate. Yeah, yeah. It, it it is everything that scream, which is one of my favorite slasher movies, right. uh, would do and do correctly. Yeah, I mean, by, you by, didn't, by turning on it, it all on its head. If you were an adult when these movies came out, you didn't go into. Well, I mean, I can't think because at the time, the graphically and the like practical effects that. It's what they were. There wasn't a lot of CGI at the mm-hmm. time or anything like that. So if you're an adult, you might think that's terrifying. I mean, you might think it's terrifying, but in retrospect, or to put everything in perspective, we've watched way better movies with way better practical and special yes, effects yes. that were terrifying. Case in point, John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. That, that It was like, I don't know. I think that came out, what, 83? I can't yeah. something, something like that. Like so, that, yeah. but to me, that birthed Freddy Krueger. I mean, you can yeah. see points of the thing all in Freddy. Krueger oh yeah, no, for sure. He, he just I think display. I think what I, what I mean is like you go into it not knowing it's going to be good, mm-hmm. but you go into it because you're like, oh, it's another Freddy. They were releasing so many of these movies, we just kept getting these things. They were trying to milk the money, kind of like what uh, Marvel happened when they got a Disney. Uh, it just happened. Yeah. I like to put it that way. Marvel got a Disney, not Disney got Marvel. Please just <laughs> let me have this. Damn Monopoly. And that's Marker. Uh, All right. So here's a uh, pose question for uh, you guys. We all used to take, I mean, we were all blockbuster kids, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. So back in the day, did you ever like to stroll through... I like me as a kid. I loved going down the horror and sci-fi sections mm-hmm. and just looking at the movie covers. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and one that always creeped me out that I've never seen just the cover alone, the VHS box art. I was Chud. Like, uh, Thinner Man. Thinner Man. Yeah. It it always had that the 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 box art was half of his face regular and then it was gradually going towards skeleton. And I think it's Liam Neeson. I think Liam Neeson is Thinner Man. I, I think I or think it's I remember just called something. Thinner or something. Well, like Thinner that. was a Stephen King book, a right? King that book. they did with. Uh, so it's who was be Thinner Man? Because he, he thinner. wears the black trench coat and he keeps his he keeps the the collar up. It was always uh, Child's Play Two. Always spooked me and the Critters. Uh, covers, if you remember, yeah. the, the covers like it was bad the... Gremlins ripoffs as all those were, but yeah. the Critters, like the cover of the Critters movies, really spooked me uh, to a deep, deep, deep. Was level. it that one? Yes, that one. Stephen King's Thinner, yeah. Huh. That was. Yeah, well, it was no, the okay, King's... look up Thinner Man though, because Thinner Man, I think, is. 
I think that's the one with Liam Neeson. Or Sl- Slender Man. No, it's not it's Slender not, Man. Definitely not Slender Man. It's got to be Thinner Man. I don't know. I'll have to look up the movies and figure yeah, out. Yeah, find out. I mean, yeah. Because I, I, it was that one, but it was... Hmm, I don't know. But yeah, no, I mean, so Child's Play 2, was that the one where he's coming out of the Jack in the Box? Yep. Yeah. I don't know what it was about the... Yeah, that one in particular. In three, he's got the, like, the butcher knife or the scissors on the cover, like it's his face. Like, Is that? Th- I thought that was the first one. Uh, first, okay, so okay, so I thought that was the cover of three. Uh, Child's Play two is the box. Uh, three is just his face. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. See, like that one's freaky. And then, so it was all three. It was all, all three, three of them scared the shit out of yeah. me when I walked that was, down the hall. That was the original. That's the one I remember. See, I don't remember it's that one. The original remember, one, like, Child's he, Play. The that's the one. And the, like a little blood on his face. Uh, the, that's probably like. Maybe one of the later. I don't know. It could be the box art too. Yeah, that's the box yeah, art. Yeah. yeah, that's the VHS box art from yeah. one. Ian, you have a, you got any old VHS covers back in the day that you found oh, creepy? Nice. Yeah. Originally, I had just told you guys Jack Frost. I think the movie I was thinking of was Killer Frost, actually, yes. which makes much yes. more sense with the <coughs> really creepy snowman. No, but, it was called Jack Frost. It was Jack was it Frost. Jack Frost? It was Jack Frost. You're right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. It was Jack Not Frost. to be confused with the Michael with Keaton the movie. Michael Ke- that's okay. See, that's what I All right. Yeah. Yeah, because like, yeah, ah. you laughed, and then I had a flashback to that. <laughs> yes. Oh God. And they, and they had that. Uh, they had yes. the covers that you would flip. You would roll. Yeah, it's it had the holographic cover. Holographic covers. Um, there was that one, and then there was one that I had blocked out of my memory oh. for the most part. But the dentist. If you guys ever walked past that, <coughs> I never. That's one I never seen because that freaks me out way too much in real life. Uh, but there's this real. It had a it had a graphic like creepy hologram type of screen critters and revenge of pinocchio i just oh, remember revenge, revenge oh, yeah, of pinocchio oh, freaked revenge me out the, the vhs cover of hannibal uh, just the yeah because it, it's got the red eye mm-hmm. just something about you wouldn't want to like you just wouldn't want to run into that i guess i was like eh, it just seems creepy you wouldn't want to run into that in a dark alley like just a, just inspired creepiness Versus like a, it wasn't all monsters. Yeah, there, there was one. Uh, I can't think of the uh, name of it. Maybe one of you guys can. But I remember there was this one where it's like just this like girl's like face. It's like it's just like her like where she's kind of normal and in the background there's a house and then uh, you kind of do the flip thing and it's like her like screaming, but it's like a she has a pretty like scared like scary uh, look when she's doing the i don't remember thing. that one there's so I, many b movies back yeah, the yeah i, I like, can't remember the name of it <laughs> there was there was an old horror movie that i it was old it was i what, what i considered comedic horror was called house back in the day it was just called house and i think the approach they took was very they meant it to be funny mm-hmm. it's very british uh, well, I think it. I don't know if it was British or not. Talking about but, Hugh Laurie's no, house. Well, yeah, but yeah, I know, right? But I, I was like, it, it might. I was I had to think about it. It might be British, to be honest with you. It's very British. Here but that at cover helped. Hugh Laurie's house. Was it a full? Yeah. Was it a full? I don't know, because the way you did it. I wanted to be like do 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 the nanny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
god. If we ever do a sitcoms one. Oh Jesus. Nineties sitcoms. Dude, it's my that's my bread and butter. <laughs> I could sit here and do I could do a whole Nick and Night podcast, motherfucker. <laughs> All day. We'll talk Murphy Brown. We'll talk. Murphy Brown? Was she on Nick at Night? We'll, t- we'll talk. We'll talk. Lucy's. We're we'll talk. We haven't gotten there yet. We've, like we've been kind of in a break area. Kind of. But yeah. When I, when I hit marker, it'll go into your arguments. Yeah, no. I was just wondering where we were going once I got there. Gilligan's Island. The black and white version, which was terrible. But see, uh, yeah. to me, those are 90s sitcoms. No, no, that's Nick at Night stuff. On. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I mean, you could I'm talking like hole. Delta Burke. That name should strike fear in anybody who is like around for. Um, oh, I watched a clip. Wings. And this means just Teen absolutely. Angel. So oh, Lucille Ball yeah. had was it the Lucille Ball show where she was much older? Uh, yes, yeah, I think more she of a variety had, show. I don't, think, variety show. I, I don't think she was in like there was one where she was. A secretary in a news build or in a building, like it, it was primarily in the office, but it had nothing to do with Ricky Ricardo. He wasn't in. Yeah, it, it wasn't. I love uh, Lucy. Then there was the I love Lucy, and then there was like a much later one where it was in color and she looked like she was older. There was the I here's, think you're thinking that's of here's the, Lucy. Yeah. So it was a it was like Arnold Schwarzenegger's first appearance on TV, and he is a Romanian guy who comes in and he's giving lucille a ball a massage but like she just got divorced from her husband like on show and so the guy comes in and he's like freaked out about how big uh he's like where's my wife oh she's in the bedroom getting naked <laughs> and it was just watching him flip out but all it was so funny the lucy show is the variety show okay Here's Lucy's that uh, the newer one where like she's got children or something and so, I don't yeah, know that it was one. just like the things that they were talking about were so funny. He was like, she was laying naked in a sheet on the table and he was like, I wish I could take a picture of this right now. It would lower half. It would lower my alimony by half. You know, it was just the things that he was freaking out about. It was really funny. Like that that era, Lucy Ball. Uh, I mean, her hair was poofier. Well, I mean, and more gold. that can change. It was I that mean. gold red color, so I don't know. Maybe again, it was in her house. I'd never ever seen Lucille Ball this way. She was l- clearly in her fifties, sixties, seventies. All it's black and white. I just remember, you know, her. No, the, no, the, my, the, my, the my, 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 like my my meh, 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 that, that, that alarm in my head you keep it's calling her o ball like she's fucking irish and i'm like uh, no it's not it's no you're wrong ball. you're wrong ah! <laughs> <laughs> i blame my grandmother <laughs> and me never reading the credits blame my grandmother and me never reading the credits both of i just couldn't care less <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I mean, if any of my friends was like a shitty Southie Boston Mick, it would be Chris Ward. You know? <laughs> right? Oh, I said it wrong. Fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> ah, fuck it, man. Roll it. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's marker, and this is the segment of the show where we run into our arguments uh, against or for this movie. I think Dustin will lead us off. All right, it's going to be easy, man. <clears throat> I'm against it. It it listen. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Like 
when when you get into it, it starts with like this horrible like. I guess you could. Call, it starts out with a sex scene. It just. It starts you know, out with a, the, not even a sex it. scene. It's a bunch of calves. It calves around. and backs and and then it's like implied that like. <laughs> no. No, Ian, not cows. Okay. Not baby cows. There's a lot of moon. But yeah, there's a there's a there's an extended, experimentally artsily cut. Uh, sex sex scene that plays over the main credits. Yes, yes, and I, I guess like it just really is like I don't know if they were like, how about we take a little bit of this movie and a little bit of this movie, but we need to keep some of this movie and this movie and this movie and this movie. It's like and just cram it into one movie. Yeah, they it it, it that's what it felt like to me. They were trying to take aspects of every single thing that was out there and had made them money and put it into one movie because they had to cap off like a series that's what it felt like to me and i th- i think they did picked all the wrong choices in order in, in order to do it um we know it was rushed yeah we know all that stuff but that rushing it doesn't make up for the horrible 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 baby freddy <laughs> like that sound that baby freddy made it was like it was almost like that was like the surprised uh surprised guinea pig that he looked at the screen no, like, it was louis anderson getting excited <laughs> <laughs> it was not the t- it was not the type of uh baby freddy i was expecting no and maybe no. maybe i'm remembering like some nightmare on elm street tv show or something but i swear that i remember some uh, Freddy adjacent property where it's like a more like a more of a infant you know like, like a crawling uh, toddler yeah um, yeah but You're... with a full-on Freddy head like he had the fedora and it I was Freddy's it was adult in... head I that's think, what I was expecting I think what you're thinking of um, I don't know you might be like blending some things yeah. together but the one that sounds like the most traumatizing would be not Freddy vs. Jason, it's uh, Freddy Goes to Hell, and it's in the barn scene where the demonic thing, well, sure, it could be a Freddy baby, comes, like, out of her, <laughs> and it, like, has a beak, and it's like, <laughs> I don't remember it's this. like, yeah, it's, and then they end up killing that thing, and then at the end, Freddy's mask, or Jason's mask is laying on the ground, and Freddy's hand comes up and goes... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason goes to hell, not yeah. Freddy goes yeah, to yeah. hell. Jason goes to hell. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But I, I don't. I, there was. Bitch. It just started bad, and progressively got. No, it didn't get worse. It just was worse. It was, it was worse from start to finish. It, what do you call this movie? Worse. Yeah. I mean, pretty it, much. It. It. Because it, it goes straight from that 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 sex scene opening credits to a to a shower. And yeah, frosty boobies. By the way, for, uh, frosty, frosty boobies. Oh, and apparent parents. Um, for about an eighth of a second, you see a nipple. <laughs> so, kids probably shouldn't watch. This and that movie. shower scene, like immediately, you're going into Freddy World. Yeah, uh, from that shower scene. Yeah. and from that moment, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, yeah. It... And the worst, worst use of green screen. Her jumping out that door into oh, the yeah. black. <laughs> 
Into the black dream I abyss. think this is at the time when they had Whatever. blue screen. They hadn't used the chroma key green yet. Yeah. So it was, it was blue all blue stuff. Yet. Like, Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. <laughs> that was all blue screen because I went to Disneyland back in the day and they had you could do your own blue screen thing. And I did it. I have it on VHS still. Cool. I, I went did to have Universal blue Studios jeans. when they still had a Harry and the Henderson set. Ah, Harry and the Hendersons. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm with you. I thought this movie was fucking terrible. This movie was awful. Like, this, it, I, one of my, because originally we had some of the orders, we're still laying down our layout for the show, and one of my things was, did this movie even make it to the theaters? Which I know now it did, because right. you did your segment. Right, right. But I was like, God, did it make it to the theaters? Is this a straight to DVD, or in, in this case, straight to VHS? Because this, it was so bad. Like, it, it would not surprise me if it was like, oh, no, 1980 is the fifth one in the movie sequel. Dryer. Uh, it was like fifth one in the movie sequels, and it's just, you know, really terrible. But fuck it. I mean, we got to make a Freddy Krueger right, movie. Right, right. We know we don't want to lose the licensing or naming or issues or anything like that, so let's just put one out. I mean, we've all seen it done. Look at every single Fantastic Four movie ever made. <laughs> um, and then I found out that it did get released, and somehow it made a shitload of money, which is crazy. Did you say twenty-two million? Twenty-two million. Twenty-two yeah. million on in nineteen eighty-nine. Nineteen eighty-nine, which is probably translates to oh, it's three times that amount. Yeah, yeah. So let's say it made ninety million dollars. On a six, twelve, twenty-one million dollar budget. I mean, it, 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 it would definitely warrant a sequel in, so, in today's world. And that's terrible. Yeah. Look at how the, the thing that this most closely relates to for me is the Resident Evil series. Yeah. Okay. Because by the time you get to movie five and six, like it's not there's not a it's just. And the action sequences. Let's put Freddy in something. It's not recognizable as what it started as yeah. anymore. I mean, if it is, it's it's all um, video game cameos. Oh, it's the Nemesis monster. Yeah. Oh, look, they have the Hunter Seekers. Oh, look, it's Alice. No, yeah, they're 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 at the checklist point yeah. of their uh, of sequels where it's like, oh, did did Freddy say bitch? Yeah. Oh, did did Freddy make some sort of funny quip to the? To, uh, to the camera, which no, no, Freddie did not make any fucking funny quips to the camera. And any time he, he did, they were terrible. Yeah. What What did he say when he dumped the in the car? When he's like, ha, 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 he dumped it, spit all the acid all over the dashboard, and then dumped it on his arm and ripped off his arm. Oh yeah. Oh, I can't remember what he said. Oh. He was like, um, I don't know. It's point. Oh, it doesn't it matter. So it was bad, It was though. not memorable, so we didn't remember it. But I wonder if this is the first time that um, England, Robert England, mm -hmm. has appeared in the film outside of makeup, except for the first one. I'm not sure. I'm about to say, I think that he shows up... Because of where he, he was meandering in the, 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 the insane the, in asylum. The asylum. I think Robert England shows up in all of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you always get a, get a Robert England cameo. cameo. Who is Robert England? Uh, Freddy. Robert England plays Freddy Krueger. He is the man behind the mask. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I. I I'm going to this... call it the mushcosity. I'm going to make up a new word. The mushcosity of my brain. Uh, a lot of times supplements England for Ingval. And I just want to hear shit. And then I just start That's picturing Robert Ingval as Freddy Krueger. And 
it, no, that. No. No, no you're here's your son. Bill Ingvall. Here's your son. He's here's your son. Yeah. So he's like, you know, and I'm just like, that's. that's Bill Ingvall, right. the comedian who wasn't funny enough to just ape uh, Jeff Foxworthy, so he had to ape somebody aping J F- Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah, 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 sounds about right. I'll never forget. Here's your fucking sign. Uh, man, I don't know. I just went in on... on I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn, man. What did he ever do to you? I'll never forget. Like, I don't know what stand-up special it was, but the only Jeff Foxworthy joke that sticks out in my mind is uh, Redneck redneck Dictionary. Yeah. And the word was asinine. And he's like, um, I'll give her asinine. Yeah, and her face a ten. Like that's the only Jeff Foxworthy <laughs> joke that sticks out in my head. That's terrible. That's a that's a dad joke to the extreme. That he that belongs. I think one of his little third. Am I smart enough to be beat a fifth grader or a third grader? Am I smart <laughs> enough to beat a fifth grader? <laughs> I think that kid told him that joke, and then he then told that joke live on stage. <laughs> he was like, "Man, eh, fuck it, it could work." Kind of like this movie. Kind of no, like uh, nothing no. about this movie works, and that's <laughs> my fucking. That's my problem with it. That's my. Yeah. That, that's it's terrible, terrible. Nothing, nothing was redeeming about it. I mean, the the, the motorcycle death scene with uh, the boyfriend, baby daddy, whose name doesn't matter because nobody in this movie mattered. Um, He's apparently from four. Yeah, I, I mean, so. I, and I got, I get that. I, I guess everybody from this movie is from four or like Three adjacent four. from four. Three like four, it's. Yeah. And I, I understand that maybe if I would have watched those first two movies before we watch this one, it would make more sense. But to the kind of uh, spirit of this show, I'm trying to take this movie on its own. And taking this movie on its own, it makes no damn sense. It makes sense. no sense. It wasn't even scary. There was nothing scary about the movie. Uh, again, it slipped into that comedic horror like, it wasn't trying to be funny, but it was so stupid it was funny. I mean, I think that's its only redeeming quality, is that uh, I could put this on every Halloween in between good horror movies, you know? So, you know, it feels like they're beating a dead horse. Like, they had literally nothing oh, yeah. left to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Now, this but you know, if you're doing, like, a uh, like a Halloween movie marathon, and you just need filler so you can go make a sandwich, this is great. Yeah. Uh, like, like, you know? Yeah. I will get. There are a couple things I did find good about this movie. One being the stained glass save point. <laughs> I really, really lo- loved the way that looked. I was like, I want one of those in my house. And the other was their attempt to close out the arc. The arc. I commend them on trying. That's about it, guys. That's all the good things. Okay, so before we move into protecting the vault and yeah. if this belongs, is there anything that you, Pocket or Destin, think that they could have done to make this movie better? Like, more cohesive? Like, is there is there one thing that they were like, if they just did this... It would have at least made this movie more bearable. I think so. I you know, think is so. there any, like in my head, if they had just given me freaking points to let me know if this is a dream or a reality, instead of her dream walking in and out of people's dreams. So yeah. that was the big. That was the big. Uh, ugh. For the movie, for me. Yeah. It was the fact that there was no way to really tell if she was in and out of the dream world. See, to me, I I, I think 
that that was purposeful. It just wasn't translated well due to editing. Like, because I could very well see this movie being the movie where you are the audience member supposed to always have this feeling of unease because you never know whether or not you are in the dream or not, just by the way that it's filmed, by the way that she's kind of walking through this dream state in and out of other people's dreams. Um, I think that that is purposeful on the movie's part. It is just executed completely poorly. Uh, I, I don't think that they need to t tell me when I'm dreaming or not, but they there needs to be something going on. It doesn't right. have to tell you, but a a very small like change trigger. of color or like so it doesn't uh, or change like, of color. Keep or showing the girls something jumping rope or something is always reoccurring. So you're like, oh, this is probably a dream. Like I think the girls are too. In your face, too overt. Like you yeah. know, the I, well, it was kind of like it you, was. I would from want the other something movies, so. like, um, and this is reaching it. And I don't know if they've ever done this, but make his hat. His hat just is on the desk. Anytime we're in the dream, yeah. his hat is yeah. somewhere in the scene. So you're like, well, wait, there's Freddie's hat. I see it. Yeah, you know, or this, you know, someone's wearing his colors. Didn't it? Wasn't there a song? One, two, he's coming Freddy's for coming. you. Like, again, yeah. that's what the girls sing. Yeah, that's what the girls sing. So, so like, oh no, you could you could do a smaller thing. You know, like yeah, uh, like little nods to. And something. I know that I stole this from Batman the Animated Series, but la you could make words unintelligible because uh, according to Batman, you can't read in your dreams. That's a lie, though. Uh, but according to Batman, you can't read in your dreams and things like that. You know, there's small things in the yeah, background. Like time runs, hat. clocks run backwards. So like if they clocks show a missing backwards. poster, yeah. you see the face and you can't read it. Yeah, you can't really yeah. read it. it but yeah. Things you would never notice unless you were looking on a second watch. Or uh, since he was burned alive, somewhere there's a fire going. Yeah. yeah Whether it be a like fireplace that. or a candle yeah. burning or you know something that alludes to, hey, this might be a dream. I mean, more than explaining whether or not I'm in, in a dream, I needed to know how exactly the, the child, child was possessed. Was, not even the child was possessed, but that the child was creating the okay, dreams yeah, for yeah, everybody yeah, I agree else. Because yeah. they allude to that. That's what I took from the movie. I don't know if anybody else got that from the movie. I don't know if they said that in the movie. But they did at some point say, my child is dreaming. My baby is dreaming. Yeah. Um, and, Babies don't dream. And, and at no point could did I understand what that meant right. or why it was affecting other people. I needed that. The 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 urologist, the gynecologist, the whatever mm. the guy who did the. Uh, hey, the I was watching you from behind the bleachers. <laughs> uh, the guy who did the ultrasound on, on her. Uh, he did this whole thing. There was this whole like scene where he seemed to understand that she was talking about Freddie. The entire way that 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 that, that the ultrasound operator acted uh, and, and moved and looked at her and listened to her seemed to allude to the fact that he knew okay. that she was talking about Freddie. He even goes to the phone to make a phone call as she of a suspicious looking phone call uh, based yeah. on the, the the way that it was shot based on the the tone of the music. It's an ominous and suspicious phone call to somebody that they never show you and never follow up on. I think what I think what they're referring to is if I'm not mistaken, the reason they called the the sassy Latina girl called that doctor uh -huh. is because I think he was the doctor that was prescribing her the what's the drug hypnosil hypnosil from back in the day, so he has an involvement with Freddie too. Okay, I that's what I thought when so, I watched. So so and I kind of picked but up on that. Might be because I watched Dream Warriors. Yes, as well. And I kind of picked up on all that, and I also picked up on the fact that you know apparently the parents 
seem to know about Freddy as well and are trying to keep the whole Freddy thing under wraps, yeah. which well, I know the comes from wrap you know, up the for first Freddy vs. Jason. Um, like it all comes full circle like in the Freddy vs. Jason yeah. throwdown. But you can't give me that. Like, like I need that stuff needs to be followed up on in this yeah, movie. Yeah, that it, it breaks the movie for me when I, as a viewer, am watching this and I'm like, oh, the dad knows that Freddy's doing stuff. The dad can do something. The doctor right. knows he's calling people. There's a conspiracy going on. Yeah, yeah, I, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Never followed up on. Yeah. It. It's never tied up. Yeah. I I just had a quick question from here. Did uh people only started seeing Freddy after the hip after Hypnosil like? was given to them correct is no, that when it started, no. or was that the second one no uh the, it started just him inhabiting people's dreams okay uh, so they've yeah. seen him before the hypno yes yes, that, yes okay the hypno still was it's there designed to keep you from dreaming yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. so you, you're able to sleep hit REM sleep but you don't dream gotcha yeah so but it, like i don't know I, I if i was to add something i would probably like you said the dream sequences kind of having a nod to that. And then also knowing more about, you know, more history behind the child, not just all of a sudden creepy child shows up. Who's somehow nine or 10 when he shows up in her dreams <laughs> uh, with dark circles under his eyes and has the full uh, breadth of knowledge of the English language. Uh, yeah. So, He's also best friends with Freddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dream Child Jason and Freddy, whatever the hell he was at the end. That was something. When the kid turns into Freddy and then yells. Yeah, he talks like this. Yells like solid flesh semen uh, across the room. <sighs> yeah, the Shoot killing Freddy scene in this movie was weird. weird. Like, I literally, for like it took me a, a few seconds to realize, oh, those are the three people that were killed and then i remembered from earlier he's like they're fueling my baby's dreams or something i'm like what yeah the, the soul he he captures this he captured the souls of her friends like some sort of a weird fucked off uh power r-rated rangers. power rangers villain and that's then fed them to her child oh, and i i did that that's this movie guys that's what this movie <sighs> is I, I don't know how better to explain it than that. The only other things that I could say were redeeming about this were the the, the death scenes. There was the worst the death thing, scene yeah. uh, where they where they gluttoned the girl to death, which was terrible. I hated that death scene. Bad effects. I mean, it was grotesque. That's about what I can times. say. It was the, best the uh the comic book death scene was interesting. Yeah. But seeing Freddy suddenly dress up like a superhero for no reason at all and call him oh, Super man. Freddy was. Really dumb. Yeah, he had the lightning bolt and the everything. The lightning bolt yeah. and everything. Yeah. And uh, the motorcycle death scene was really cool and grotesque. I loved what he looked like while he was riding, the, like the mask on and everything. That was great. Oh, and don't forget the almost death scene of the Latina girl on the the, do, the diving board and the things come up. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then okay. she's like, she falls in the water and then she's in the dream water. <laughs> Just in a room. Ah, what's his, what's the character's name? Alice or something like that? Or I can't remember. Blonde girl. But yeah, the take on me death scene was at least interesting. In, yeah. In like the art of doing yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it was an interesting death scene in that way. But and I want to live in a warehouse. I want to live in a warehouse. <laughs> I want to live in an art warehouse. Let's yeah. Do it. That's awesome. I can just skateboard around all day. <laughs> Skate my woes away. Yeah, what the Man, hell is that? That is <laughs> such a 90s dream. Yeah, yeah. 
people living in warehouses and like doing art. I, I think I think that was his dad's warehouse, if I'm not mistaken, and he just was there. Well, in yeah, the back. there was the point where he's like, "Well, he's not even coming out. Y'all go try to talk to him." Yeah, that that, that would be awesome. Go on and skateboard now. I was watching you from the bleachers. Hey, so uh, I was watching you from the bleachers, and uh, I noticed that you haven't come out in a while. <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. That leads us to a segment we like to call parental guidance. Parental guidance. Okay, guys. In which so we so... guide parents to whether or not their children should be allowed to watch the movies we watch. Because this this show is all about the children. Mm. Um, <laughs> saving and cataloging movies from our making uh, for the future generations. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one now, guys. Let, let, I'm getting to it right now. Okay, so basically what I'm doing is I'm going to IMDb, guys, and I'm going to read some of the notes in the parental guidance uh, for parents uh, for movies. <clears throat> it is implied that Freddy's mother was raped by 100 inmates of a prison after mistakenly getting locked in with them for a couple of days. <clears throat> okay, yeah. so uh, on that... I know that it was so you know implied that she was locked in there, and I guess I kind of got that she was assaulted, but I didn't get that she was like raped by a hundred. All hundred guys. I yeah. kind of thought that she was just raped murdered. by Kruger. Raped by Kruger. It looked because like because that's her name's uh, Kruger, right? Uh-huh. Kruger, Amanda Kruger. So and, and yeah, no, it, yeah, it was supposed to be Freddie's mom. Yeah, it was supposed yeah. to be Freddie's mom. They kind of retconned the origin of Freddie. Okay, that yeah, movie. that's right, that's right, that's right. Yes. Instead of him being burned alive for being a child molester, he was first born a demon, which explains why he was a child molester, which explains why they burned him alive. And why he came back? Which explains why he came back, because he was already a demon. So this is a fucking paradox. Mother rape. I mean, other other than a paradox, it's really problematic in all kinds of ways. Oh, yeah. yeah. So... There's another sequel. (laughs) Right? Okay, so... Dan. Dan is the other guy's name is the motorcycle guy. Okay. Dan is transformed transformed into a human bike. The parts tear at his knuckles and ankles uh, oh and tear his knuckles and ankles open on and hold on to him. The most violent scene of the movie, no blood is shown, but it's very is still very graphic. No blood. In the uncut version of this movie, cables shove up Dan's hands so violently that flesh and skin are butt. completely ripped off and scalp is thrown away. His butt. <laughs> I mean, it looked like uh, Image Comics had taken over for Ghost Rider and, and were just drawing Ghost Rider. Uh, Nicolas Cage would have made Dan so much better. Yeah. Can you imagine him yes. doing his Ghost Rider transformation on the bike? <laughs> While the wires are like shoving through his hands and shit. I mean, it looked like Todd McFarlane and Rob Liefeld yeah. had taken over drawing. Uh, okay, okay. So he also, I found the quote he says when he pours the water, the wine over his arm. Oh, God. Anyway. It says, Freddy uses wine to mutilate his arm and then exclaims, Bad year, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. That is what he said. It was a terrible, terrible quip. And th- know, that's the level of Freddy jokes that you get in this movie throughout. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that is why Einhorn on Ace Ventura over-exaggerated the word Dan. Is there I don't a know. problem, Dan? Do you not remember who I am, Dan? <laughs> 
The laces were out, Dan. Oh, dude, that movie is so good. Oh, wait, here it is. Alice. Bad year, Dan. Alice seen in shower. She is seen nude from a distance through the frosted glass. Nothing explicit. She is briefly briefly shown nude from the side from a distance. Her right nipple is visible for about an eighth of a second. Though the scene is, is so fast, most viewers will miss it. She has been seen. She is then seen naked from behind. It doesn't show her like. Doesn't say she falls naked through a portal to hell. <laughs> That's not the bad part. But the eighth of a second nipple. Oh, How <laughs> I just I just imagine a like a man. Like, Got it. Timing it out slowly, frame by frame. <laughs> nipple. And it's no not even for sexual gratification. No it's one but 13-year-old boys will be able to Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. www.fleshofthestars.com. <laughs> Flesh of the stars. Oh, here's a profanity. Words such as fuck, shit, bitch, ass, damn, hell are used. <laughs> some Our characters... Balls, we get the point. Yeah, some characters drink beer at a pool party. Oh. Yeah. Which... Okay, yeah. Some characters. Listen. Beer. Listen, I want to know where were they at because that was a fancy pool that they were just drinking beer in. Just Oh, that was at the rec, that was at the, the rec, rec center. center. I mean, rec center? You know, the rec center. That allows beer. All 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 suburbs have a rec center. The rec center. <laughs> in America. God. Reaganomics. Well, we've got to afford the Star Wars program. But yeah, I mean, as far as parental guidance goes, it's just basically talking about the death scenes. Yeah. And a nipple. And, uh, An eighth of a nipple. And a gang, <laughs> a gang rape. An implied gang rape. An implied rape. gang rape, yeah. Which we didn't get I the have gang to say, rape, I thank didn't, God. I didn't take that implication. I didn't either. I didn't understand that I was supposed to be implied that a bunch of inmates at a insane asylum... Um, a bunch of mentally ill men. It was never implied that it was a prison. No, no. Um, Just an insane asylum. Raped a woman, um, and then that birthed Freddy. That was never really written no, to me. I did no. not catch what that I, message. What I got from that scene was, oh, she's pregnant. They're taking her. One of the doctors did it. Yeah. And they're taking it to get rid of the baby. Not lots of penis. <laughs> And produces demon-spiled... It was a hundred floppy dicks. Yeah, it's just... Demon child. Oh, I'm sorry. It would have been the... Dream child. Previous dream child. <laughs> Jacob just took the mantle. It's okay. Jacob. And that's Marker. Which leads us to... Does this go in I'll the I'll stand guard with a fucking minigun before I let this thing go. <laughs> I've taken shits that were easier to get through than this movie. Okay. Okay. Uh, acceptable. Acceptable. Uh, I, I agree with that, but I mean, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna stand nowhere for very long. I I'm mean, turning I'll, I'll the slap laser the grid on. A laser grid? Okay. You know, I, I mean, we're, there's like the vault doors, and then we have all the other layers of protection okay, in front okay, of the okay. doors that have been activated. Should anyone 
feel the need to show me the fucking cover <laughs> to this movie. Yeah, this movie was bad. It's not going in. Uh, it's not. Yeah, no, this movie is not getting in. With, 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 this movie ain't getting in the building. No. Uh, this movie no. isn't parked across the street. It better befriend <laughs> Tom Cruise and do some aerial should you choose to accept this mission shit. <laughs> yeah, because, like, legitimately thinking about it. Don't. don't You can't. Like, I watched it one more time than you guys. Yeah. It was like I laughed more the second time, because I, I would knew it was coming, mm-hmm. and that's not that's a testament of it at all. No, don't take it that way. This movie was horrible. It's garbage. I can't believe it was made. It's not good camp. It's no. like it, it, I can I can deal with some camp. I like camp. You know, I like my Evil Dead's. I like my Ash. Uh, I like my Ash versus. I like oh, these so things. Um, I I like the Army of Darkness, and this. Seems like it wanted to be that in certain areas, but yeah. it did not or at did all. Or did it? We don't know. Where's my Maybe it's stick, bitch. <laughs> Maybe like in the parts that were cut out, he had some better one-liners. I Maybe. don't know. I, I, uh, I, I, this movie, I don't even think could be passable. I don't think it's okay. I don't think it has the chance to be any of those no, things. No, even it, with better editing or, or you know the things that were cut out not yeah cut and out. it was just basically death scene stuff that was cut out yeah it doesn't help the movie at that point so i can't even take into consideration the director's cut yeah ever like sometimes you're like oh we haven't seen it maybe the movie's better in the director cut doubt it yeah doubt it this shit's about to set sail no this this movie uh no cannot go anywhere near the vault will not be anywhere near the vault um I hope I made you want to watch it, just as I hope with every episode here. Just because I think that you know, oh, it's, yeah, watch it's it. worth just seeing. Because I like, like in the in the in the amount of bad that it is, just yeah, just so that you can understand. If you want a list of parameters of what will not go in the vault? By all means. I mean that's a, that, that is oh, a yeah, good one too. Yeah, that too. I mean it goes by quick. Like, yeah, it, it really quick. does go by quick. Um, for first time, second time went a little longer. But you know, I am you very said much you made it through one and a half, right? Yeah. Okay. I am very much somebody who thinks that you can learn a lot more from a terrible movie than you can learn from yeah, a great movie. I agree. Because you don't see how they taped the good movie together, but right. you can see all the cracks where they fucked it up yeah. in a bad movie. And this movie is that movie. That might be fun to do one day. What's that? Just take terrible movies and rewrite them to make them good, in your opinion. I mean, I I, I wish that we did remakes like that. I, I wish that, that, that we, uh, you know... Uh, not to get on it, but I, you know, I'm not a big fan of the live action Disney remakes right now because I think okay, that sh- I think that they should. Action. Yeah, and that bothers me anyway. <laughs> Just that they keep calling yeah. it that. Uh, but I think that they should be remaking things that didn't do as well. Like, even though I love Hunchback and I think Hunchback is a great movie, live action remake Hunchback and you know, kind of punch it up a little bit. Yeah, because that movie could deal with a punch up. John C. Riley is going to be the Hunchback. Please tell me that's going to happen. <laughs> Please. Tell I mean, me we just spoke it into existence, and as our podcasts have proven in the past, almost any time we do so, like three weeks later, there's an oh, announcement. Could made. you imagine that? <laughs> yes, I kind of want it. I do. Who would hey, put it on books? Anybody famous, big wigs in Disney, uh, listen to the wide angle vault that is uh, on the internet from the bonushours dot com. Uh, Oh, wait, it's Disney, so they're going to get Ariana Grande to play uh, Esmeralda. I don't care as long as John C. Reilly's in there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, for I sure. Can't. 
I can't. But he's got to be. He's got to be like. He's gonna be. He's got to be like. Uh, is he gonna be like Step Brothers? Like, oh my god. No, no. I I'm think he should back. be like. What was that? What was that one where he was like Johnny Cash? Walk hard. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Walk I think hard. he would be like that. Like I, I, I want that. You mean like spend more time with your family? No. <laughs> but please, please, and Page Master, remake it. Uh, I like Macaulay Culkin. Is he going to be the wizard? No, no, no. But it's definitely going to be better than this movie. Anything is better than Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. I'll watch The Notebook. Anything is better than this movie. Uh, Anything else, guys? No, nah, it doesn't. It needs to get out of here. We, I'm done with this this movie. Well, actually, I had one little thing. Actually, I have two little things. First of all, I've been keeping points on all you guys this whole time. I just want to know you guys did really good. You all came in at 15 points. Destin, you are the winner because you get an extra birthday point. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it is my birthday, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you won. You won okay. today. Okay. I won uh, today. That was the first thing. And then the second thing, I'm going to pass this around. I have a little question from the from the producer here. Um, you guys can, uh, I'll give you a second. Uh, one of you can read it to let oh, the people oh, know. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, or one at a time. Oh, okay. All right. So the question is, what ace would you put in ben and jerry's freddy spoon finger ice cream was that flaves what was that what flavor would you put in uh, the Fre- okay so for those of you who don't know one of the death scenes is greta is that her name greta yeah. greta getting spoon fed oh yeah with the 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 the, the freddy finger spoons mm-hmm. like He's got taken his cl- two claws, and it, somehow there's a spoon in in between those two claws, and he's feeding it to her. Uh-huh. So, what kind of ice cream would you put in that? What, what, what flavor? What? what oh, flavor? If there was a Nightmare on Elm okay. Street, Freddy, uh, Ben and Jerry's flavor, what's the flavor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, first off, you gotta have peanut butter cups. Peanut butter cups, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go based off of his sweater, which is brown and red. Yeah. So, peanut butter, raspberry swirl, mm, tiger's blood. Like the the flavor, ice cream flavor. No, it's gonna be like, it's gonna be like a um one of them there uh, rum raisin it. No, um. Trying to think if I want the entire thing to be red with thin chunks of peanut butter and something that's going to hurt your teeth when it gets cold. Like bits of Hershey bar broken up and then in there. So, so you want it as painful part, as possible like for cold, his teeth. Like a cold corner. You just you know when you fuck up the roof of your mouth and you get that like bump that's hypersensitive and you can't eat anything like toasted or delicious for a couple days it gives you bad dreams. <laughs> yeah yeah maybe some razor blades in there like what is it free nachos who what do we what do we read that on but oh, if you ever a... see free nachos don't take them because it's probably razor blades covered in cheese that was on movies with mikey yeah, yes yeah. what a great thank guy. you mikey shout out to at mikey face on twitter watch that <laughs> film uh, joy on youtube my flavor okay it would have to be chocolate because that's the closest thing to burnt so it's a chocolate it's ice chocolate cream base, base. Okay, but it's got uh, white 
uh, slivers of like white chocolate for his gleaming oh, fingers. Okay. Right, right, right. And then just you're going to take everything else and shove it inside of it because that's what happened. That's like a blend. Just everything is just gonna. They're gonna take everything that you can think of to put in ice cream, and they're just gonna make it into an ice cream, and then it's just gonna be really, really bad. I want it to be called My World, bitch. So uh, we're gonna. It's a uh, Dutch chocolate vanilla swirl with uh, with a uh, raspberry fudge drizzle. Ooh, raspberries. Um. Uh. Toffee and caramel chunks. Ooh, toffee. So that they're nice and hard and you can't chew through them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I will call it uh, Nightberry on Fudge Street. Nightberry on Fudge Street. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That sounds good, actually. I had already tallied up the points, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think with that, we will close out this episode. Yeah, uh, uh, it, Lock the doors on the vault and make sure this movie never, never comes anywhere near us. Anywhere near ever it. again. Ever. Uh, any 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 last words? Any final? Uh, I mean, good night, everyone. Good night, because that's this this movie frustrated me. It really did. <laughs> it like, did. Uh, yeah, yeah. It. it next episode. Forward to the next. Movie. Yes, next, yes. Looking forward to it. Uh, yeah. If you want to do your homework for next episode, uh, it is the. 1992 classic Point Break, starring Keanu Reeves and Swayze Crazy. I want to steal the mic for a sec. Uh, It is one of our guys' birthdays today. Big happy birthday back here. So big, huge happy birthday in December to Mr. Destin. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Our new producer. I'm so old. (laughs) Also, he has a GoFundMe. I do, I do. So if you want to be extra nice and drop them a little birthday present, yeah, let me we, let me get the let me get the. I'll put it out here. Here we are going to Seattle in January for PodCon two. Yep, yep. What an awesome birthday present to drop him a quarter, a dollar, twenty dollars, a hundred dollars. Make his day and yeah. drop his entire goal in one yeah, lump donation. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. We will put the links to our GoFundMe's. Uh, yeah. in the show notes. Yeah, for sure. We actually all have GoFundMe's. Yes. Right now, so... But it's not all of our birthdays. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah, we'll probably all get spent up there anyway, so it's all the same. <laughs> it's really all the same. So, but yeah, next episode's going to be great. Yep. Hopefully. Uh, and uh, ever onward, ever upward. Excelsior. Next, damn it. Eh. I mean, do you want me to... <laughs> oh, I was going to say it. You were ever onward, ever upward. I was like, Excelsior. <laughs> we'll get used to saying it. I, I think that's a good sign off to, my to add on yeah. every... Uh, and anyway, uh, that's a wrap. All right. <laughs>